We're talking about uh, living in the zone, living in the zone. Uh, Kenneth Copeland said this in 2011, that we are witnesses to things no other generation before has ever seen. Uh, past generations have seen terrible things like disasters and famines of gigantic proportions. The difference is we are seeing and experience them one right after another all over the earth. We need to get in the zone. And so the zone is the secret place of the Most High God. This is where you and I have protection from the Lord. We learned last week that God made a difference between the children of Israel and the Egyptians. He literally divided and severed this distinction between them. So when the plagues came, they didn't harm the children of Israel. When the hail came, it didn't hail on the children of Israel. When great darkness came, there was light in the dwelling places of the children of Israel. And so we could say this, that God built a great, great wall of redemption, if you will, between them and the children of God. And this wall is still active today. I like to call it the zone. I like to call it the redemptive zone that God has placed between us and destruction that is out there in the world. The safe zone. I want to encourage you to get in the zone. Stay in the zone. Live in the zone. And rest in the zone. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You know, some people only visit God when they get in trouble. You know, they just kind of want a quick fix. They sort of want what you would call a microwave miracle. But that's not how it works. You see, God has given us our part. He says, you come. You dwell in vital union with me. You live in communion with me, and I will cover you. And so all of these promises in Psalm 91 are contingent upon you and I living in the safe zone. Notice with me in verse 2. I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge and you are my fortress. My God in him will I trust. And so we see then when we spend time in the presence of God, when we live in the zone, it changes the way you talk. I mean, how many of you used to grumble and complain, but now instead of grumbling and complaining, you're declaring the Word of God and talking about the goodness of God in your life. You used to speak doubt and fear and unbelief, but now you're speaking words of faith, words of life, and words of joy. Amen? Amen. Verse 3 says this, Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Now, what I got out of that is this. God keeps us from being snared. God frees us from the traps that the enemy would set up for us. The psalmist said it this way. He said, keep me free from the trap that is set before me, for you are my refuge. Now, one way that he helps us to stay in the zone is he warns us. He shows us a future impending danger. One thing that we want to make sure that we never do when we are warned of the Lord, we never want to ignore the warnings of the Lord. You know, if God says, don't do this, don't go there, let's not do that. Let's not go there. Why? Because your father knows best. And he wants to keep you the safest of the safe. 
So we don't want a kid out of the zone through disobedience or by ignoring the warnings of the Lord. And then secondarily, we do not want to override the warnings of the Lord. Many people have overrode the warnings of the Lord and they're not here today. Many people, you know, um, I think they ought to get Craig Higgins' book, Don't Be Stupid. You know, some people just do dumb things. And so we want to make sure then that we live long and we live strong. And we can do that by living in the secret place of the Most High God. And that's a whole message right there. And some other time we'll preach along those lines. Now notice with me in verse 4. And he shall cover you with his feathers. And under his wings you will what? You will trust. So trust then is our part. Covering us with his protection is his part. Amen. His word shall be your truth and it shall be your buckler. Oh, see it, friend. There's a circle of protection around you. There's God's favor shielding you. Hallelujah. God covers you. God protects you from the hidden traps of the enemy, from deadly hazards, from sickness and disease, from terrorism, from plagues of contagious diseases, from the coronavirus and any other kind of virus. No evil shall befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling, because your dwelling is in the secret place of the Most High. Your dwelling is in the safe zone. Amen? Glory to God. I think we ought to just thank Him for a minute. Glory to God. Glory to God. We worship you, Lord. We magnify your holy name. Now notice with me in verse 5. Thou shalt not be afraid. This is our part. Now thou shalt not be afraid. Why? Because God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. If I'm yielding to fear, I'm yielding to the enemy. And so he says, thou shalt not be afraid. That's a charge. That is a command. If you look in the Bible, there's thousands of times, over a thousand times, the Bible tells us not to worry. For example, he says, don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. When your heart is troubled, you're yielding to fear. He said, if you believe in God, you believe also in me. Isaiah said it this way, don't be afraid, fear not, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. My hand is upon you. I am for you, and I am on your side. You have nothing to fear. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And the kingdom of God is not a kingdom of fear, doubt, and worry. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So thou shalt not be afraid. For what? For the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. It is your choice, and it is my choice, not to fear. Why does he charge us over and over again not to fear? Because he knows that when we fear, it removes his legal right to protect us. Fear is spiritual contraband for a believer. Fear can take you out of the zone. Faith can keep you in the zone. Now, it doesn't say that we'll never be tempted to fear. Certainly, we will be tempted to fear. 
But being tempted to fear and yielding to fear are two different things. Just because you're tempted to fear, you don't have to yield to fear. Say it with me real strong. Fear. Get out of here. In the name of Jesus. See, nothing can make us afraid apart from our will. The psalmist said, I will fear no evil. Get your will involved in stopping fear. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff that comfort me. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. I choose not to fear. I choose to live in the secret place. I choose to live in the safety zone. The zone of faith. The zone of trust. The zone of confidence. The zone of everything's going to be all right for the household of faith. Hallelujah. I will not fear. Say that with me a couple times. I will not. I will not fear. Hallelujah. Amen. God's on your side. Verse 6. Nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. Now a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Get that in your heart. Get that in your mouth. It will not come near me. Verse 8. Only with your eyes shall you behold and you will see the reward of the wicked. But because you have made the Lord. Again, this is our part. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, even the most high thy habitation. Let me just go back a minute. How did we make him our habitation? By communing with him. By trusting in him. By having confidence in Him. By living a fearless and faithful life for the glory of God. That's how you get in the zone. And that's how you stay in the zone. So because then, you have made the Lord, which is your refuge, even the Most High, your habitation. There shall no evil befall you. There shall no evil befall thee. There shall not any accident overtake you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. There shall no evil befall thee. Hallelujah. No evil shall befall me. No evil shall befall you. No evil shall befall this campus. No evil shall befall your automobiles while you're parked on this campus. Amen. No evil shall befall your children. No evil shall befall your loved ones. Hallelujah. Neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. Remember, your dwelling is the secret place. Your dwelling is the safe zone. Hallelujah. It can't come near your dwelling place because you're dwelling in the secret place. And though the enemy would walk about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That does not mean that he can devour whoever he would. 
He walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, seeking who he might be able to find. But when you're in the secret place of the Most High God, you're hidden in plain sight. You are untouchable according to the word of the living God. Hallelujah. So resist that rat steadfastly with your faith. Don't yield to him. Don't be intimidated just because he walks about as a roaring lion. Oh, be impressed with the greater one who lives on the inside of you. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You yourself, you are inaccessible in the secret place. No entree. No entrance, no access into your life because you are in the secret place. So verse 10 again, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Why? Here's another part of his. For he, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They're going to bear you up in their hands. Lest you dash your foot against a stone. There are angels all around the zone. There are angels all around the zone. You are surrounded in the secret place of the Most High. Let's talk for a moment or two about angels. He shall give His angels charge over you and they're going to keep you in all your ways on your way to work on your way to the grocery store on your way to church on your way to see your loved ones in all of your ways they have been given a special charge over you because you are his special treasure hallelujah you are his chosen you are his peculiar people you are his people he is your god and he has charged his angels to watch over you and when god gives a charge they obey his charge in other words they do what he says they are your guardian angels they are assigned to you and assigned to me they're charged to watch over you. The Amplified says, For he will give his angels a special charge over you to accompany and defend you and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. All you've got to do, my friends, is be obedient to the word of God and serve the Lord and stay in the secret place. And you can count on it. His angels are watching over you. Say with me, I have a defender. And I dare say we have more than one defender. I don't know how many angels have charge over you, but I want you to know that there's more than more than enough to go around. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And so we have a defender. Psalm 34, 7 says, The angel of the Lord encamps around about those who fear Him. That's our part. Reverence the Lord. Who revere and worship Him. 
with awe, and each of them he delivers. Your angels set up camp wherever you are. When you move, they move. Wherever you go, they go with you. I was listening to something the other day and I thought, whoo, glory to God. I got campers outside my house. I said to Brenda, I said, Brenda, I said, honey, we got, we got campers outside. And she went to the window. I said, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about angels. Thank God for his heavenly campers. Oh, if our eyes could be opened. Oh, if we could only see, we'd see this sanctuary filled with the angels of the Lord. Hallelujah. The NIV says, He will command His angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. The NLT says, He will order His angels to protect you wherever you may go. Faith, my friends, for protection comes by hearing. And hearing for protection comes by hearing the Word of God. And so you're hearing a word today about living in the zone. Turn with me to Matthew 18 and verse 10, if you would. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. Talking about children, right? I'm sure John, when he was a little boy, saw our angels. We'd be in church, you know, before we had children's church. And he'd be down there on the front row and praise and worship and presence would be so strong. And he'd kind of be looking up. You could just sense that there were angels that he was looking at. He said, Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you, this is Jesus speaking, that in heaven, notice that, their angels, their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Their angels, little ones, have angels. Anyone who has kids ought to believe in angels. For all the close calls they had. For all the things that almost happened. But as adults, I think some of us need them more now than we did when we were kids. You do not lose your angel just because you grew up. And so we have angels. On assignment toward you to protect you and to keep you. And now may the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you be kept intact physically and mentally and that you grow stalwart spiritually and that you listen to the voice of the Lord and open your mouth boldly to say what he said and so show your angels that are assigned to you go forth and cause great things to happen in your life. 
and for your life. Hallelujah. Verse 12. They shall bear you up in their hands, lest you dash for your foot against a stone. I know that they have spared my life many a times. In 1968, when we went through a building at 70 miles an hour, my friend was angry, my friend was drunk. He went right through a four-way stop sign. And another car headed out this way, and so we had to swerve, and we took a building down. The person was working in the gas station late that night. It was about one in the morning, and he called the police, and he said, I think a small aircraft just went into the building next to me. Thank God I walked from that accident by the grace of God. It was not because of me. It was because he gave his angels charge over us. And you can think, if you think about it over and over again, the angels of the Lord were encamped around about you to protect you. How many of you have been spared from some bad accidents? Oh, thank God for his, for his prayer. I think we ought to give God some praise right now. Glory to God. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your protection. We thank you, Lord, that you've given your angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways on 101, on 880, on the 5, on the whatever freeway we're in. We thank you that the angels attend our way. Woo, glory. I'm telling you what, if necessary, they can lift you up and lift your car up at the same time. Here's what I want you to see. They are your defenders and they are your protectors. In First King, Second Kings 19, verse 32 to 36, It therefore thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, He shall not come into this city, nor shoot the arrow, an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor cast a bank against it. By the way that he came, by the same he shall return, and shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. And so God is protecting his people from the Assyrians. In verse 34, For I will defend this city. I will save it for my own sake and my servant David's sake. How many of you know that God will do some things for your family because of you? God will do some things for your business because of you. God will do some things for your church because of you. Oh, God will do some things for your nation because of you. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred, fourscore, and five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. That's a hundred and eighty-five thousand. One angel. There's not any ninja that can compare with this. And so Sennacherib, the king of Israel, Assyria, departed and went out and returned and dwelt at Nineveh. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, the chariots of God are 20,000 and even thousands of angels. And the Lord is among us, even in his holy place. So be aware of angels. Be conscious of angels. Don't worship angels. Angels are not to be worshipped. Jesus is to be worshipped. The Father is to be worshipped. 
angels have been sent on assignment to ministry for the heirs of salvation. So as an heir of salvation, we do not reverence angels, but let's be aware of them. Let's be conscious of them, that they're there to help us. They're there to influence things on our behalf. Look at your neighbor and say, there's plenty around to get the job done. Hallelujah. I got angels working right now. You got angels working right now. Look at Psalm 103, verse 20. Psalm 103, verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, that excel in strength. These are not weak little cupids floating around on clouds with arrows like you see on Valentine's Day. No, they excel in strength. That do, now notice this, that do his commandments hearkening unto the voice of his word. Now the word voice there is sound. So they hearken to the sound of his word. Two things. They do his commandments and they hearken to the voice or to the sound of his word. What if that word was in your mouth? Somebody didn't get that. What if that word that they hearken to? What if that sound that they hearken to? What if that was in your mouth? Well, they will hearken and respond to his word in your mouth. For angels obey the voice of God's word. They respond to the word of God. And so don't take for granted the power of faith-filled words. Don't take for granted the consistency and the necessity to be speaking faith-filled words on a daily basis. I am the body of Christ and Satan has no power over me. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your spirit comfort me. I am far from oppression, and fear does not come nigh me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I believe it, I declare it, and I have what I say according to the Word of God. The angels are listening. They're listening to what you say according to the Word of God. Give your angels something to do. May they not just be standing around your house like this, saying, I wish he'd turn the television off. I wish he'd stop talking that doubt and unbelief. I wish he'd just start believing what God's Word says and saying it. We want to hearken to the voice of His Word. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 1.14 says, are not the angels all ministering spirits, servants, sent out into the service of God for the assistance for those who are to inherit salvation? What this is saying is this, is angels are sent to serve us. They are ministering spirits. Ministering has to do with service. The NIV says they've been sent to serve those. And so they only, listen very carefully, they only hearken to the voice of His Word. Not a bunch of foolishness. 
You can't leave the house in the morning and say, okay, angels, I want all my shoes shine before I get back. Get those dishes down. That's just a bunch of foolishness. No, you get his word in your mouth concerning healing and they'll work on your behalf. You get his word in your mouth and in your heart on abundance and they will go to work for you. You get his word in your heart and in your mouth on protection and they take heed and they do his commandments. So stay in and live in and give the enemy no access to the secret place. There are three things that give him access. Fear and worry, living life in the flesh, and strife. Now notice in verse 13. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon. Thou shalt do what? God is not opposed to us treading on serpents. God is not opposed to us taking our God-given dominion. As a matter of fact, we've been designed for dominion. We have been designed and given the authority to walk on top of circumstances. I've written this in my notes and I love it, so I'm going to share it with you like I wrote it. Authority and dominion come from the throne of grace. So from your seat of authority in Christ, take your place and tread on serpents and scorpions. How many of you know the devil is defeated? In Luke 10 and verse 19, notice with me, he said, Behold, I have given you authority. Say it with me, I have have been given given authority. authority. Authority for what? Authority to tread or to trample on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. Read this last part with me. Let's read it two more times all together. And nothing shall by any means hurt me. Now point to yourself. And nothing shall by any means hurt me. Hallelujah. So in the name of Jesus, devil, we resist you. We'll not give in to your schemes and plans for our lives. We are walking in victory. Look at this. Look, let's look at, do this together. Say it with me. All I see. All I see. Is victory. One more time. All I see. Hallelujah. Victory. Verse 14. Because. Because. Again. Because we've done our part. Because. We have set our love upon him. Amen. Because we've done that. Therefore. Will I. Deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. When you call upon me, I will answer you. I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver you. And I will honor you. 
And let's read verse 16 together. With long life. This is the blessing. This is the blessing of living in the secret place of the Most High. Let us live in the zone. Let us stay in the zone. Let us give the enemy no access to our life. In Jesus' name. Pastor Tom, if you'd all come, let's all stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. There's joy in the secret place. There's grace in the secret place. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Master. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. Because they refused to bow. But oh, thank God, because they didn't bow, they didn't burn. And the king looked down and said, Oh, I see four men walking in the midst of the fire. And the fourth looks like the Son of God. And they looked up and said, God sent His angel to deliver us. Amen. And He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He is the Lord and He does not change. They circled the this, this city. They circled Elisha and the prophet of God. And the, and the servant went out and said, Oh, my master, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Look at all the enemies surrounded us. And Elisha the prophet said, Hey, don't worry about it. They that be with us are more than they that be with them. And he prayed that he would open his eyes. And when he opened his eyes, he saw that what was surrounding them was surrounded because God sent his angels. Hallelujah. Oh, my, 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 my. My, 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 my. Oh, Brikisa. Come on, pray, guys. Pray in the Spirit a minute. Oh, Brikisa menene. Ambadosa brede de bacondre. Ambroco celebrede. Yes, yes. Say it with me. Ministering spirits. The angels of the Lord are encamped around me today. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I boldly declare that I am not afraid. Therefore, I take my place. And in Jesus' name, I bind up every principality, every power, every ruler of the darkness of this age, all wicked spirits in heavenly places. I bind you. I put a stop on you. 
and I render you harmless and ineffective against me, against my loved ones, against my family, and against my church. Now, ministering spirits, you who have been sent forth to minister on my behalf, to render service for me, ministering angels, go. I release you now. Cause, protection, cause, abundance, cause, great and glorious things. To come my way, to come my family's way, to come my church's way, we declare the angels of the Lord, they are working, they are protecting, they are influencing, they are causing abundance to come into our hands. Thank you, Lord. God is on the move. He's moving on my behalf. The angels are working. Bringing to pass the sound of His Word in my life. In Jesus' name.